I want to talk about something that God's given us that we need to appreciate and lay a hold of more. Uh, right now, my wife's doing this epic training course through the Law Society um, around uh, how to function on an executive level, and she's having the best and brightest come around um, uh, from around Australia, and it's opening our eyes, opening our eyes. What you have is that there is... Uh, one of the things you have around the world is there is a lockstep in the corporate world, and we're talking where there's trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars, um, and then they advise governments, and governments go, okay, and then they have to sell us that idea. And that was a little bit a part of the voice. And so that's why right after the voice, you have the prime minister disappeared and went into some of those meetings, and you know Morrison disappeared into Scotland at Charles's request at that stage back in the day. And that's why right after uh, uh, prime ministers get elected, they disappear for a while. And because they're getting, um, they're getting their intel. Isn't that very, very interesting? And so what I want to talk about, I want to talk about that what, what God has given his people is so, f so superior, so amazing, but it's transcendent of this. We cannot be spinning our wheels in the mud. I know that's a very, very uh, uh, relevant statement now, especially live in the country. Um, but, but I want to talk about something that God's given us. And you're singing before about we're advancing, okay? We're advancing. And there was a real anointing on that. And what I'm very excited about is this, is that like never before, it says clearly we walk by faith and not by sight. That doesn't mean we kiss our senses goodbye or our discernment, but we are to tap into these indivisible dimensions of heaven in the name of Jesus, and they're so superior, but when you get really good at it, you start to see into that dimension, okay? Because that's how you have dreams and visions. But, but what's even more exciting is the realm of faith, because the just shall live by faith. We go from faith to faith, glory to glory. We don't go from the prophetic to the prophetic. The prophetic are encounters that invite us and inform us of the invisible dimension behind, on the other side of the veil and where we really are. So consciousness is being awake and aware of your surrounds. And so it's being, being aware of the heritage that God's already given us. And this is what's so exciting because we want to develop the consciousness or cultivate the consciousness not of separation but of oneness. Those who are joined to the Lord are one spirit with him. Those who are joined to the Lord are one spirit with him. And so, as I, I haven't said this for a while, but is that what I'm sharing tonight is prescriptive. It is a hear and do. And there is a war in the spirit around people's lives to keep them out of the word. To keep them out of the word. It is not about accumulating Bible knowledge. It is about transformation of the heart. See, see, the miraculous and changing history and, gosh, there are so many things at the moment in my world and in the church's world that I would say are in the pipeline. I can't testify about them yet. It's premature, but boy, so much is happening. And so, I mean, when you start to, the work isn't, how can I put it? You know what Joshua did when, he had to fulfill a covenant with the, with the Gibeonites. And I think it's uh, Joshua chapter 11. And he had to command the universe to stand still. Now, you know, how can you believe the Bible outside of the supernatural? You can't. You can't. And so he commanded the moon to stand still over here, the sun to stand still over there. Over there. And it's not... This, I, want, I want to really, really drive home a point. It's this. 
The work is believing. Once you believe, it's all over. You just speak it. That's the work. This is what's so exciting. If we can get down into this, this is why the word is so powerful. And it's not to be like, okay, I now have systematic doctrine and theology. Is we're meant to live in it so it, it takes a hold of us so we become trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. And not just, and, and I, I'm, just, I'm just so um, um, provoked, I suppose, is that the Lord didn't come to the earth to establish churches. He came to establish his kingdom. His king, the kingdom, it's so much more vast. Now, I'm a church guy. I I really, really am. I'm not churchy. I know that's a very fine line. You just put a wire on the end, it changes the whole context. Okay? But but the the called out ones are called to legislate and be a senate. So you've got got your, the, the, the Lord's wife, you have the body, you have the ecclesia. But we've, we, 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 the Lord wants to invade this world through his people. And we can't, we can, we can't just be, uh, fill our minds with information. We've got to lay a hold of it until it gets a hold of us and the work is to believe. And this is what I'm so excited about. I'm, I'm slightly frustrated because it, on, on Monday we had a, I was up in Moon, so we had a day where we came into some agreement in the spirit and, and in a spirit of faith and within minutes things changed things changed it was really really amazing and so with luminate and with the staff it is the heart god looks at the inward it uh, uh, doesn't look at the outward appearance he looks at the heart and so when you realize you're going all this stuff's going on in the world the actual the work is the heart and when you realize that you go because we, we try and get our, our, our spiritual underwear in a, in a twist over things that are way over here and way. You know, isn't it amazing how people get passionate for things that are way in another place that they really can't, you know? Because it's, 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 it's not, the KPIs and the measurability is, is, is a lot more opaque, okay? So, but what I want to talk about is something that you already have and what you already possess. But I want to go into a mystery first. I want to go into something that's a mystery. I don't want to briefly talk about, about names. Now, um, the thing about names is we've got, to, we've got to look at everything you base in your biblical knowledge in regards to what is the kingdom of heaven like and what is God like. God chose a people, a Semitic people. He chose a, 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 a shepherding a Middle Eastern people. And the, then you have this uh, out of Mesopotamia and the whole area, all those areas. And he manifested through a culture. Well, he shaped the culture and that's the Hebrew culture. And if you want to know more about the realms of heaven, you know more about the, 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 the Hebrew culture, and then what happens is that God chose in the fullness of time a, 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 someone born of a woman uh, that was Christ when Rome had unified the world after Greece. So there's some very, very interesting contextual stuff, but it's still Greek and Roman culture doesn't represent the kingdom anywhere near like Hebrew culture. In Hebrew culture, names are a big deal. They are not a label. So... When uh, people, you know, they're going to have kids or cats um, and, 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 you know, or, or, or dogs or whatever, and they pick a name that they go, oh, I like the sound of that. It could be association. It could be named after a relative or, uh, uh, you know, someone famous. Um, but back then, names in the Hebrew culture, is it, is it captured someone's character? It's actually a summation 
And then what happens is that, is that it, it, through that association, the, the name of that person gets established. God said, to, God said, Abraham, I'm going to make your name great. David, I'm going to make your name great. So when you lean into those people, right, you, start to, you, you actually start to lay a hold of the character. But even more than the character is that the name, when you start to understand the significance of a name, it enables you, it becomes a, not just a, a label, but a pathway to connect with the essence of what's named. This is really important because if you were to get to write to that, you could say the spirit of something, but I want to talk about the essence of something. So, for example, is that God revealed himself initially El Shaddai, the Almighty One, or the, the many-breasted one. Okay, so when you've got a, 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 a cat or a dog, you have a litter, and you've got about, like, you know, about seven or eight uh, kittens or puppies feeding, it's nurturing, it's loving. And what you have is God's a nurturer, but he's almighty. And so then you, you actually start to connect to the essence of what's in the name. This is very important. And so this is why we need to know that we've been given God's names, especially one name, as, our, as part of our inheritance. So, so it's, not just a, it's just, not just a label. Um, it's not just to, just to capture character. It's to connect with the essence. Also as well is that all the time God appears to Moses and he goes, what's your name? That I may, you know, who's sending me? And then you've got Manoah, who was Samson's dad. What is your name? And that's the constant question. What is your name? Because in Hebrew culture, if something doesn't have a name, it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Okay? Even manna, that was called, what is it? All right, what is it? So officially they adopted, what is it? You know, can you imagine sort of like, uh, uh, I mean, gosh, it's been a long time since I've been, I went to school. But I do remember we used to, uh, I, I used to, I a very healthy diet. I'd buy a roll. I'd buy twisties. <laughs> I'd open that thing up, stuff them in there. <laughs> and I'd wash it down with Farmers Union iced coffee. <laughs> right? But sometimes they'd introduce new things. Right? Now, you used to have these bags and you used to, uh, 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 write down the detail of what you wanted, put money in it, and they took them away. And the, who remembers all that stuff? Oh my gosh! Wow. <clears throat> and then other times you th- you're just lazy and you went, "Now I'm just going to rock up and line up," you know, and just sort of. And then they'd introduce new things. And can you imagine it's sort of like all of a sudden they introduce something, and you go, and you go "What is it?" And they they describe to you, you still can't connect with it. And then that name just sticks. He says, what are you having for lunch? I'm going to have what is it. Okay, that'll be beautiful. Thank you. I'll have two what is it's. And that's exactly what manner is. So it's important, even if it's in an abstraction, is that the name of something, nothing exists unless you can name it. So when Adam was naming the animals, he was functioning in a God-like manner. Because he actually had to come up. It wasn't like he goes, okay. Right, he's got a barrel here with vowels and consonants. Throw them up in the air. Bit of cosmic scrabble. Okay, a triple letter, a triple word score here. You know, uh, <laughs> and, and, and so zebra. Okay, you don't need a triple letter score for that one. But what happened is that, is that he had to actually capture the essence in the name. This is really, really important. So what's interesting is that the reason why I'm going in this direction, because on uh, Sunday and early Monday, within 
a 24, was it, no, it was less than 24 hours, it would have been an 18 hour period, is that uh, uh, through, I was on the phone to someone overseas, dream interpretation, then I had an encounter, and then, then independently someone else said that. It's, it's three things very, very close together, and it was all about your spiritual upgrades. And I wouldn't say that as a buzzword because everyone was sort of like, oh, I'm in, I want a spiritual upgrade. You know, of course you do. But, what's, but what the Lord's talking to, to us about is that firstly, we've got to go deeper into his ways and he's the one that does the upgrading, okay? Now, one of the, 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 it's a very interesting thing because I believe the history of the earth can be summed up in the book of Judges. I believe that, I believe that the... the the uh, uh, um, relationship of the divine, of, of God, and his relationship with individuals and corporate spiritual groups can be summed up in Song of Songs. And I believe the cycles on the earth in history, especially with God's covenant people, can be summed up in the book of Judges. And what happened? God would bless, and then people would prosper, then they would start to drift. They would depend on their prosperity. They would go into idolatry. Now, it's really, really interesting because if we were to say, uh, look, I'm, I'm in my 50s. I'm in my 50s, and I'm going after growth and change. But if I find that there's something in my life that I am more excited about or that generates more affection in my heart than the Lord, then it is an idol. It's not that complicated. Now, I, I, there's, there is a difference between too much Netflix and sacrificing children to Molech. Okay, that's not an equivalency. However, on a sliding scale, the principle is there. Because you are using something as an interface to draw a substance and a power source out of you to power yourself up. And that could look like affection. That could look like, you know, I had a chat to someone uh, in America and someone's really excited about what I said and they brought their, their friend who's a surfer in. And, and I, I look, I, I, I haven't been in the water for a long time. I used to bodyboard hectically. Like I've, I've, look, I'm a psycho. Okay, I've bodyboarded all around Kangaroo Island. Do you know how many great white sharks are down that way? Seriously? Who remembers seeing the footage of the, of the dead whale and the sharks all around it in Backstairs Passage? Who remembers seeing that? Oh, my gosh. It's crazy. And, um, oh, yeah, yeah, with Phil. Phil we, we all know Phil's crazy. <coughs> my goodness. It's like this. We, 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 we. Oh, getting on that. What's it, what's it called? The Sea Link. They should call it the sea puke. That is one of the worst ferries. And I'm sort of like, we were, it was just been the day before it was the roughest day of that year. And I remember, and then we just, you know, get, get in our wetsuits and we're running down to the water, so excited. And then we'd just get in the water and we'd duck dive that first wave to get, you know, out the back, decent set. And the, most, it, the water was so cold, it was exactly like you ate ice cream too quickly. It was like, Wah! You know when you, have, you eat ice cream too quickly and someone sort of go, just a minute, hang on, hang on, hang on. It was that, that, you know, that crazy. But what happens, there's nothing wrong with going in the water and, 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 and getting barreled and having fun and, and whatnot. 
But when you're, when you're actually pulling on an elemental and then you, become, you can't deal with that. Now, don't get me wrong. When you're out in the water you, and you come back, even if you've only been out there half an hour, you feel like you've been, had a holiday. But then it hits tipping point where someone, I remember all my friends I grew up with, they used to talk about Huey. Who knows what Huey is? It's the God of the sea, right? It's a demonic entity. It's a water spirit. And so, so there's a lot of things that people can turn into idolatry where they're more passionate about this than the Lord and they start pulling. They're using a physical interface Right, and they're pulling on an elemental to actually feed an inner world. So, so the, 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 the cycle in the book of Judges where God would bless, people go into prosperity, they would start to drift, they would go into idolatry, they'd open up gates of hell, they'd open up darkness, and then what happened is that then uh, 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 they would become oppressed because when there's darkness, God usually sends in an oppressor. Uh, and then they would cry out, they'd cry out to the Lord, please help, ah, you know. Then God would send a deliverer. Then there'd be a process of deliverance. So with Samson, God said to his parents, he'll begin to deliver Israel from the Philistines. And then you'd have, and then what would happen, they get delivered, they'd repent. The idols would be dealt with maybe temporarily, you know, Gideon didn't, Gideon did well on the front end, not on the back end. Okay, for those who know the story there. But then what would happen, what would happen <laughs> is that this cycle would go again and again and again. So a lot of people, oh, I think it's easier to trade at a crisis than it's to be faithful in prosperity. I think a lot of people fail with prosperity. I think, you know, the whole nation of Australia was on, the whole centre of the world was on those 2000, year 2000 Olympics in Sydney. And there was zero mention of the Lord. It was Hills Hoists. No, 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 because what happens is an individual in this corporate. And so Australia is crazy prosperity, but we forgot God. And I know, well, you know, there's a lot of churches, but they, they weren't on the organizing committee and all of that. No, 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 but the churches should be in the town square organi- uh, 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 influencing those things and not building subcultures and expecting everyone to jump into the subculture. And so, so it's, it's probably easier to trade out of a crisis because there's felt need. People, you know, God's, God's, God is love, he's gracious, he's patient. But I'll tell you what, crises, people, I would say most people find the Lord in crises. Midlife crises, relational crises, financial crises, spiritual crises, existential, because you've gone into a place of felt need, right? And so then you're like, ah! Whereas if you think you're doing okay, the trading floors with the idols are keeping you relatively satisfied and shutting down the felt need. This is why Jesus said, I want you to make your priority is to the poor because the poor are where, are where they have a felt need. At the moment, there's actually war being declared on people with not much money. There really, really is. There really is. Inflation is crazy. It's crazy. And, and, and there's a lot of... Uh, uh, the, the, I personally have a problem, and, and so should you, with chronic and gross government wasteful spending. It's chronic. And they all get their pay rises. Now, I, I do believe politicians should be paid well, right? If you get pay peanuts, you get monkeys. So we're not paying peanuts, we're still getting monkeys, but you know, you gotta, you gotta raise the banana at certain points. But at the, there's war on the, there's, there is war on the poor, and it's shocking. It's shocking. Um, and... <laughs> 
What I want to do is talk about the story of Samson. I want to start with the story. Uh, the, the story of Samson is God called Samson. And this is a really, really mystical story because there's an interchangeable reality here is that Samson's mum was in the field and an angel, it says the angel of the Lord. Now, now New King James and other would do capital A, and that's fair enough. The word is Morlach, I think it is. And, and it can mean the angel of the Lord and appeared to him and he said his countenance was terrible. In other words, it just we're talking like lightning, like fire, you know, and said, okay, I'm gonna, you're going to have a son and this is what's going to happen. He's going to be a Nazarite from his youth and he's going to be, begin to deliver Israel. And then what happens is that she, she goes and tells her husband and then the husband inquires of the Lord wants the, this man of God or angel to return. So what happens is then the angel of the Lord reappears to the wife and then she goes and gets the husband. So this is where we, this is where we start and we're going Judges chapter 13 verses 15 to 22. Then Manoah said to the angel of the Lord, please let us detain you. But he'd already instructed Manoah that he's going to be, uh, his son will be an, uh, a Nazarite and will begin to uh, d- deliver um, Israel. Then Manoah said to the angel of the Lord, please let us detain you and we will prepare a young goat for you. And the angel of the Lord said to Manoah, though you detain me, I will not eat your food. But if you offer a burnt offering, you must offer it to the Lord. So they're talking third person here. You must, you know, don't, you, if you're going to offer it, offer it to the Lord. And the, uh, uh, for Manoah did not know, he was the angel of the Lord. Then Manoah said to the angel of the Lord, what is your name that when your words come to pass, we may honor you? And the angel of the Lord said to him, why do you ask my name, seeing that it is wonderful? Okay. So Manoah took the young goat with a grain offering and offered it upon the rock to the Lord And he did a wondrous thing while Manoah and his wife looked on. And it happened as the flame went up towards heaven from the altar, the angel of the Lord ascended in the flame of the altar. When Manoah and his wife saw this, they fell on their faces to the ground. When the angel of the Lord appeared no more to Manoah and his wife, then Manoah knew that it was the angel of the Lord. And Manoah said to his wife, we shall surely die because we have seen God. So you have here angel of the Lord, God in one reference, is a man, it says man, it means man. And so what I find interesting is I said, what is your name that we may honor you? So we know that, that, that God, you got El Shaddai, El Elyon the Most High, uh, you know, Yahweh, Jehovah, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nissi, you know, provider, healer, banner, and so on and so forth. But here... What you have is, is one of God's family, whether it was the Lord himself, comes out of a dimension of glory and they say, what's your name? And he says, why is it, do you want to know my name since it is wonderful? And so we'll go, you know, you know wonderful counsellor. And it doesn't actually mean that. It actually, in this context, the name wonderful means beyond understanding. Beyond understanding or secret. So why do you want to know my name since it is secret? And so, uh, um, uh, uh, um, and so we see that the secrets of God, or the, the it actually says in, in, in Colossians, it says the mystical secret, the mysterion. So it's a mystical secret of God that is that is hidden for ages and generations, but now been revealed to us uh, uh, through, uh, uh, that is Christ in us, the hope of glory. So what we have here is that to our 
natural mind, there are secrets. But the secrets are things that are inheritances that belong to us for us to lay a hold of. They're not something that's to be uh, um, not just obscure, but out of, out, of, out of touch, out of reach. So let's do another passage of Scripture, Isaiah, talking about the name of the Lord and well, the function of the name. Isaiah chapter 9. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward even forever. Let's go back to the names. It says, and his name will be called Wonderful. So I want to go quickly to Mighty God. Here... The term mighty God or the term might or mighty, so the word there for God is L, but mighty is a military sense. Okay, it actually says Nimrod was a mighty hunter. It was military. And it, again and again and again, it's talking about might, power. So you have this God of incredible power, but God is also a warrior. Okay, so we need to see that yes, in the ultimate expression coming to the earth, Jesus came as a servant and he went into Jerusalem in the triumphal entry for his passion. He went in on a donkey, right? And then he, it was all, everything was upside down. He says, don't forbid the children to praise me. Don't forbid people to praise me for the rocks will cry out if you stop them. You must become like a little child. The greatest of the kingdom will be the servants. But let us not make the mistake of diluting Jesus down to someone who is backward, shy, and has anemia. We talked about that a bit on Sunday. Some of the middle-aged portrayals of Jesus are sort of like, you need to get out in the sun more type thing, you know. But don't ever, ever, ever dilute the fact that the God of the universe is a warrior. He is a mighty God. And so when we start to understand the Lord's name... And when we understand his word, the warrior manifests. The warrior manifests. So when we, the armies are rising, aware, I mean, so, aware, advancing, sorry, that's a military term. But here I want to focus on, and his name should be called Wonderful. Here, this doesn't mean secret or beyond understanding. This is part of our inheritance that we have direct access to. And the word uh, wonderful here actually is when God did wonders. So his name should be Miracle. So the first name, God will be Miracles. How cool is that? So Jesus' name, is, so, so remember, I'm breaking religious associations of passive Christianity. You've got this mighty God and counselor. There's nothing he can't advise anyone on and give people the answers for, for different things, right? But he is, he, he, he is wonderful, and so that is part, that's actually part of our, our inheritance is his name. And we need to know inherent in God's name is might and counsel and a warrior-like power. Also peace, shalom, all right, uh, and, 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 and the fatherhood of God. It's really crazy because it's clearly the Prince of Peace and it's clearly Jesus, but it says everlasting Father. And Jesus, if you see me, you see the Father. 
Uh, look, look, I'm going to make a, 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 a foolish boast, and it's not a boast. I have been in the Word so much and hanging out with the Spirit of God so much, I feel like, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm from no idea to a tiny, tiny bit of idea of grasping the Trinity. Because you don't grasp it here. You can, only God can reveal it to you, and you, you just go, oh my goodness. Let us make man in our image. But it says, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. That's not rational. Neither is feeding 5,000 men plus women and children with, with a handful of fishes and loaves. See, this is what we're coming into, is that, is that there are things taking place behind the scenes, right? Um, again, uh, I believe, I, I read something the other day that, uh, and I sent it on to uh, some staff, that you've got nations who are going into binding agreements regarding their taxation and they're actually binding themselves to be accountable on how, who they tax and how they tax. In their nations, they are binding themselves to the World Economic Forum. This is really happening. So then they get a say on who gets taxed, what, how, where. Also as well, I can tell you right now, and this is the, the International Financial Reporting Institute of such and such, whatever. Over 160 nations have signed off that, that whatever organisation you run or are in charge of, now built within every budget and all financial reporting has to be, within the budget and the financial reporting, has to be whatever activity you do, how it impacts the environment. This is, this is actually built into everything. Because the science is settled. The governments didn't decide this, they're the messengers. It, it, things are taking place and this is why faith to faith, glory to glory, upgrade to upgrade. Is that, is that it, 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 we have to make sure that, that, that we actually lay a hold of our inheritance, which is the name of, names of the Lord, the name of Jesus, and know what the name of Jesus means. And actually... Uh, uh, get the word of God inside of us. Literally, I'm coming back from coming back from Munta, and all I'm doing is confessing the word of God. Like, like, I, I, I'm telling you, this is a, such a prophetic church, and this, it, it, it always will be. That's not a season. I'm in New Zealand. Maybe two months ago now, I'm about to go up a mountain. Something crazy happened. I'm just really buzzing. I'm in an ex ecstatic joy. And I'm just going, wow, there's another sign. And the Lord said, how many more signs do you need, son? Now it's time to believe. What believing does is this. Believing lays a hold of what God says like it is. That's what believing is. Laying a hold of God's word like it is. It's not a future thing. It's like it is. This is so important. This is what's exciting. So, so you have to hold it until it gets a hold of your heart. And that's the work. Once it's in your heart, then that's the hardest part. No one see, see, we need to know our part and God's part. Our job is to get the word inside of us so we then believe his job when the heart believes and doesn't doubt, he manifests wonderful, miracle worker, counselor, mighty God, warrior, everlasting father, prince of peace. So we need to know our role and this is why is they continued in the word, in the apostles' doctrine. They went from house to house, right? If, I encourage people to meet in homes. Don't leave it to just the Tuesday and Sunday. 
Because, because if we, if we, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm going to make an absolute statement. I can back it up left, right, and centre. If we're not in the business of believing, we will be in the business of toil and works. And I know what I'd rather do. So what happens is that leaning into that place, it actually says it's very interesting in Hebrews four. It talks all about the rest, the rest of the Lord. The rest of the Lord is the realm of the spirit, and it talks about the seventh day. And God rested from his works. But it says, let us be diligent to enter that rest. And then it says, the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than two edged sword, piercing between soul and spirit and joints and marrows and discerning of thoughts and, inti- uh, thoughts and intents of the heart. And nothing is hidden from him, but everything is open and bare before him through whom we must give an account. So you got what you, this is what's so cool. Is this, everything's happening behind the scenes. And we don't have to spin our wheels and freak out. What we've got to do is right now, the upgrade is in the transformation of the heart. This is what's so cool. And that's where the work is. When you realize that's the work, you go, oh, what are you doing? Oh, I'm going to read the Bible. You don't read the Bible. You eat it. You eat it. And then you, and then you hit tipping point and you get, you, get a, you get a taste for it. Like it says, taste the good word of God. And that's when you start cooking. That's when you start speaking and everything changes. We, 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 the other day, we, yesterday, we, we just we went boom, 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 boom in the spirit. And things happen internationally. But it's, it's, it's that from that place of believing. I almost, I, I'm, I'm not going to say beg because that's, that's not the right posture. But I want to beseech you therefore <laughs> that it would behoove you to be obsessed with God's word. I mean obsessed. Because this was God's modus operandi from day one. God knows we forget and God knows we drift and God knows we neglect and then we get stuck in the natural, and then we become prison to our circumstances. Everything's all tickety-boo until you get a bad diagnosis, or someone betrays you, or whatever. But when you're actually in that dimension of the Spirit, my goodness. And so part of the name, I want to, I, I, this is how powerful the name of Jesus is. And I want you to feel the excitement around this. And I don't want you to see that, that, that he's... You know, he's just, he's just talking like this and he's anemic and his head's tilted to the side and he's sort of easily distracted and one hand's like this. And I, I want you to feel the zeal coming out of this. Is John chapter 14, verses 13 to 14. And Jesus says this, And whatever you ask the Father in my name, that's the key, in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Your answers to prayer and your decrees bring glory to God. You've got to see it that way. See, when you go so deep in the Word, you're abiding in Him and Him and you, you realize you want spirit. And so what happens is the things that you desire is important to God. But you've got to go through the process. John 15, 7 says, if you remain in Him and His words remain in you, ask what you desire. So when you realize that you're one with Him and you actually, on a prescriptive level, apply that and start to eat the Word consistently, guess what happens? You start to realize those desires in me that God put in there, right? It's important to him. And it's like, but we, we, we sit there and we, we scratch our head and we don't engage the process. It's prescriptive. And, 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 and you know, there are two types of people. The people that hear the word and don't do it. It'd be like the man who planted, uh, planted built his house in the sand and the storms came. When? When? Not if. It's always, look, don't, 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 don't live in fear. Oh, I wonder if I'm going to go through storms. You are. You settle that. You're going through stuff. It's called tribulation. <gasps> I didn't say megaflipsis. 
I said, tribulation. Jesus says, in the world you'll have tribulation, which is pressure. It's pressure. You know, you can hear Queen and David Bowie in the background there, right? And so he says, you will have it, right? It's guaranteed. But what happens is you, you actually, I'm just convinced. I'm, I'm just convinced that, I mean, okay. Who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Come on, humor me. You've won. You, 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 you've won. Now, I believe a lot of eternity, and this, what, where we're at now is this, is what you manifest on this earth. You're designed to colonize this earth. God didn't put you down here to pull you out. He put you here to colonize and to establish his kingdom. And what happens, this is why you're a tree, the roots go into an invisible dimension, so it's all backwards. So let's just let's, let's, let's picture upside down trees. And the roots are going in the glory. And then what happens, you can't see the roots because it's an invisible dimension. It's called the secret place. It's called the heart. And then what happens, all the people can see are the leaves which are the healing of the, for the healing of the nations and the fruit. That's all they can see. But if the roots aren't in the glory realm, there's no leaves, there's no fruit. We're just here for that. And that's the, 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 those who win souls as wise and make disciples of the nations. And um, It's not just... You know, you know, a little. You know, the Lord didn't send that picture. You know, there's a little kitten hanging on a branch, and she says, "Hang in there." Right? And so, so here, he's saying that there's going to be storms, but he says, "And whatever you ask the Father in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son." Verse fourteen. Do one after. Yep. Then he reiterates it. Now, remember. Heaven and earth, it's easy for heaven and earth to pass away, then one word of God to not come to pass. Very important. One jot or tittle, okay? Now, when Jesus says, truly, truly, yea, verily, 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 and he repeats himself, there's his money in the bank. He says, if you ask me, what does this say here? If you ask anything, 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 he said that, anything, right? If you ask anything <laughs> in my name, I will do it. That's huge. So we go, anything? He goes, anything. Anything? Anything. But we, get, we start getting hung up on anything, but we don't get hung up on what it is to be in his name and what it is to live in the word and abide in him and his word in us. Because what happens, we start to rationalize it and we push it away and then we engage the old carnal consciousness of separation instead of getting in there. Okay, so what's the next thing? It says in John 16 as well, I think. Jesus says, and in that day, you will ask me nothing. Oh. Most assuredly, yea, verily, truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Until now, you've asked nothing in my name. I mean, this, is, this is a big deal. Because God is saying, use my name. Until now, you've asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. So it's not just sort of like, okay, we'll answer your prayers. No, 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 no. We're talking, I want you to see the Hebraic high energy, passion, zeal, vibrancy and joy exploding out of Jesus, okay? Exploding out of him. And he's going, up until now, you haven't asked this? Do it. Do it. Right? <laughs> Double dare you. 
But we've got to understand the process. So what we tend to do is we listen to that and then we say Jesus' name at the end of statements. I'm okay with that, but that's not the essence of what he's saying. Because we go, yeah, 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 in Jesus' name. And you know what? I, I, look, I, I think it's powerful. I, I, there's times I've prayed for people who haven't used Jesus' name because I'm in Jesus' name. Okay? But I do like it. it sometimes if you're not sure, you, throw in a, you maybe throw in two as an insurance policy. <laughs> Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you in Jesus' name. That in Jesus' name, you'll do this in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. <laughs> We've all done it. In case the Lord's going, what was that? Huh? <laughs> Dear Father God, in Jesus' name, by the power of the Holy Spirit, Father God, Jesus, Papa God, love Jesus, something, amen. <laughs> so, I understand the power of attorney where you have authority, uh, you know, you, 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 you've got things like um, a signet ring by a king, a message is sent, he seals it with wax and he puts the signet ring, and then when someone opens it, it's like the king is talking to them. I understand the power of attorney, but more than that, we are living ambassadors. More than that, we are priests. More than that, we are kings of a higher heavenly dimension. You know, being in Jesus' name, <clears throat> so I went to, from Munta, and uh, then busy time up there, drove down here, and uh, I was just, just speaking, that, you know, I, I want you to, I want to encourage you guys to do, I've got, a, I've got a sporting background, I know what it's like, there's a wall there, I have one tennis ball, I have a tennis racket, and I just do this, and I do this, and this one a bit off centre, now I've got to slice that one, move my feet, now I'll do this, now I've got to hit this one early, that was not a little bit right, and I do it for hours, and it leaves a residual result, I don't, I, I know what it's like to lock into that. So probably an hour and a half, I'm just confessing the prophetic promises over my life. I'm not confessing them, I'm speaking them like they're real. I'm speaking the word of God like it's real, like I believe it. Why? Because I'm talking to my heart. Because either my heart will be programmed by trauma, disappointment, natural limitations, religious rubbish, and what happens is the word of God is pow- more powerful than that stuff. It'll actually pierce between those. It's the quickest way, quickest way. So we went to, <clears throat> me and Susie did a hospital visit yesterday, went and prayed for someone. You had you know in Jesus' name, you're in Jesus' name. So <clears throat> I went to that massive, massive building that you guys all paid for at the end of North Terrace. <clears throat> that seems to have all these problems. <clears throat> My goodness, Jesus, can you audit the whole union movement, please? Can you audit our whole political system? He is, by the way and kickbacks and trading floors and kickbacks on the kickbacks and feathered nests in global international posts while you're still working for the taxpayer unbelievable so we went to the hospital and uh, uh, remember going up to the ninth floor and i remember going oh feel the lord cool you know because you're in jesus name and and what happened i knew it was going to be good because someone started, this wasn't a psych ward, by the way. Someone started following us, and we're talking F-bombs, and we're talking everything. Like this. Susie goes, it's going to be a good time, isn't it? And it was, it was, it was. Someone, uh, yeah, it was in a serious condition, and they started walking for the first time in a very long time. So, we, we, but that's in Jesus' name. That's in Jesus' name. That's, a, that's, that's in Jesus' name. We're getting... 
you know, uh, Daryl had a word of knowledge he gave publicly and, and, and then we just got a response in. I think Marissa sent it to us. and Very specific word of knowledge and people getting healed in Jesus' name. Right? That's fantastic. But what happens is, is you've got to be in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now, this is where, this is what's really, really cool. Is that in regards to Jesus' name, we access Jesus' name through his word. And when you start to say, I want to I jump, is this the next one? Yeah, okay. This is really important because Jesus' name belongs to you. It's part of your inheritance. It's part of not just that, not just your weaponry. It's so holistic. It's expansive. You connect with miracle worker, wonderful. You connect with counselor, all wisdom. You connect with mighty God, mighty warrior, everlasting father, and then you live in shalom, okay? All the crazy whirlwinds in the spirit, people wouldn't anxiety, freaking out, right? As you go, shalom, peace be still. So the key to accessing your inheritance, the name of God, name of Jesus, is Psalm 138, verses 1 to 2. I will praise you with my whole heart. Before the gods, I will sing praises to you. I will worship toward your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and your truth. For you have magnified your word above all of your name. So when, if you think the names of God connect you to the character of God and give you access to the essence of God, how much more the word of God? I want you to see the, the, the word of God in a new light. You go, it's, 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 it's printed code on a paper that you've been able to decipher. But the second it goes in through the eye gate, into the brain and in the heart, it's alive. For the word of God is living and powerful. God's word does not return void. So God has magnified his word. So here's the cool thing. When you live in the word, you don't just believe the word, you believe in the name. It's one thing to say the name of Jesus, but do you believe in the name of Jesus? Because not just that, it's not just a token. What you have is you've got this. Now I'm going to, I'm going to speak on this tomorrow with Illuminate. And this is my wife told me, this is my wife. So I'm giving my wife intellectual property uh, rights on this one. Got to be very careful with this. It's really important. It says wisdom is justified by her children. So, what you have, and this is, this is massive, and she was just telling me, I'm just going, that's flipping amazing. Like, like she couldn't have made that up. So, what you have is you've got this heavenly dimension that's infinite and limitless. Living creatures, limitless dimensions. You know, Paul says, I've caught up the third heaven. So there's three heavens. Probably more. But he went up the third one. But that's where the throne was, wasn't it? Didn't say that. Could the throne be manifest on every dimension? But different levels of glory? I don't know. Interesting, isn't it? But what happens is that sort of like, okay, cool. But what about the here and now? Is that we wouldn't know wisdom on the earth unless it was manifest in people. And people manifesting wisdom 
justifies what is from another dimension. In other words, you can talk about wisdom, this, this, this. Remember, wisdom created the world. Wisdom was with God in the beginning. Wisdom created everything. God was created before he was redemptive. So you go like this, you, 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 go, you go, yeah, but wisdom's amazing. Yeah, but it's got to be made known to this time-space world, this physical world. So when you manifest wisdom, right, like John the Baptist did, what happens, John the Baptist's life actually justified the reality of wisdom from the heavenly dimension. Is that amazing? <laughs> and so, I know. I, I look. I understand. I can feel the. Uh, I get it. So, for example, like, uh, if I spend time with God and He encounters me, then my job is to be a witness for Him. So I've encountered something in another dimension and now I'm a witness for him. So I'm an ambassador of another dimension. Wisdom's the same. People go, how the heck? Okay, one example is that the blessing of the Lord makes you rich and he adds no sorrow. Now, for me, I've never made money a priority. I don't want to be without, but it's not a priority. I don't live for money. I live for scroll. I live for the the glory of God. Uh, You know, And money's powerful. If you understand, it's powerful. But what happens is that, firstly... Rachel and I live by faith, so we're diligent, but we're generous. We've always gift. A gift, oh my gosh. With them. Okay. Grammar. We've always been a generous givers, systematically and impulsively in the Holy Ghost, because God loves an impulsive giver, a cheerful giver. And so, so what happens is wisdom manifests, and then we can bear witness to how God pours in. You deal with the heart first. Do the cheerful heart thing. Not that, oh, I'm going to give. No, 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 deal with the heart stuff. Now, giving in fear might break that. All right? Seriously. I do the best offering talks when I'm not taking an offering. Right? But the fact is this, is that we are literally, our real life is seated in another dimension in Christ and it's about colonizing this earth and manifesting here. So I've talked about wisdom. Wisdom is justified by her children. It's not like, like wisdom's looking for <clears throat> a leg up or a, like wisdom's discouraged. No, 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 no. It's the children here manifesting wisdom give witness to the other children in this dimension. So the other children go, I think I need wisdom. That's what it means. It doesn't mean, you know, wisdom's a bit discouraged in, in a higher transcendent heavenly dimension. Going, oh, I wish some people would recognize me more. It's not that at all. Because wisdom is crying out. It's, it, 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 it's so cool. And it's the same thing with the Word of God. The Word of God is to be understood from a heavenly perspective. And we don't just read the Word of God, get, get obsessed with it. That's the, now, I've been doing this for a while. So what happens for me is I tend to do things in seasons, in bursts. So I'm always in the Word. But then I like, if I'm going to do a crusade or do a hectic conference, I'll be in the Word hours and hours and hours a day. And then God moves. But what's happened is, yes, I've been on the road, but since I've come back, the Lord goes, the season is changing, Todd. I want you to live in my word like you're about to do a crusade every week. And guess what's happening? This is so cool. Because if you just, I'm, I'm going to try and hopefully the Lord will translate this for you. Everyone in their life is facing something they think is impossible. Everyone. Everyone. 
anything. Everyone. And this is where, this is where, this is where trusting God is. Is that when you fill your heart with the word of God, then what happens is you get a feeling in your heart that God has not just answered your prayer, but you already have it. See, things aren't what we think they are. Solomon said everything that is has already been. I'll never forget, I met this guy, oh, I can't remember his last name. Oh, yes, I do. I just remembered. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. His name's Mickey Robinson. Who's heard of Mickey Robinson? I met him um, in, uh, in Nashville a long time ago. Amazing evangelist. So he dies in a plane accident. I mean, literally, just with... He, he looks, you know, he's got uh, um, scar tissue, face was burnt, a bit like Dave Reaver. And uh, what happens is, is that he dies, he goes to heaven and he describes it. He sees this beautiful woman in heaven, beautiful woman. Can't remember, there's, this, is part, this is the major feature of his testimony. Comes back to the earth and then... He, uh, uh, you know, in a very, very short period of time in his process of recovery, he meets this beautiful woman on earth and marries her. See, you need to understand everything you need already exists. It's not future. See, when he laid a hold of it, it manifested in the future. But faith stays in the perpetual now. And when you stay in the perpetual now, it'll pop out in the time, at the space-time continuum how it does. But you've got to stay in the now. That's what living by faith is. It's like, oh, well, you know, God's going to do it. No, he won't. He won't. That's hope. Hope's amazing. But faith is what manifests wonderful. Faith is what manifests mighty God. And this is why in this season, with the word of God, we need to lay a hold of it like it already is. You know... Leading up to COVID, it was very clear, very, very similar, similar principles were at play that happened in the build-up to World War II. It was this propagandizing. There were mega, mega international, multi-conglomerate corporations who were setting the narrative, putting people in fear again and again and again and again. You know, just unbelievable. It happened in World War II. You have a look at some of the communist stuff. You, you, you barely go to you do a university course anywhere in Australia and hear about how communism directly killed over 100 million people in the 20th century. You won't. It's been, it's been completely scrubbed. That's where the people wear flipping Che Guevara T-shirts in university because they're being programmed. So you've got a World War II cycle, Nazi cycle, communist cycle. Okay, can we get more biblical? Okay, right now... They want to get the world in lockstep on the same page, on the same platform, right? And it's a Babel cycle. It's a cycle. We're talking, this is, this, this is, what, this is, this is what I'm so excited about. What else? Well, you'd say historically, Daniel 7 is about Antiochus Epiphanes, who desecrated the temple, you know, back in the day. But it says the little horn... We'll wage war on the saints and wear them down until a verdict was made. And it says he will intend to change times and laws. We're there. 
So this is what's exciting. This is what I'm believing for. And I mean this. As we get enough people, enough people to lay a hold of the kingdom of God in the now to break these cycles. To break these cycles. Like I said, Mickey Robinson, the way he saw you could probably find it online. He's, he's telling me, you know, this beautiful woman. He's like, wow. And then, but God had already provided for him in the spirit. You know? And this is why when you lay a hold of the word, God magnifies his word above his name and then you get access to the word. And you don't just, I mean, in his name, you don't just believe in his word, you believe in his name. And then you live in his name. And whatever you do, do in the name of Jesus. See, this is what's so cool. But this is not a future thing. See, I believe that every, you've got this, see it like a trust fund. See it like a trust fund of 500 million trillion dollars. That, that you, it's yours. But at the moment, the only way you activate that trust fund is by continually connecting with the Lord in your mind, in your words, in your worship. It starts getting accelerated when it starts to take over your affection. Your affection starts to inform your worship. Your worship becomes responsive and reflexive and in spirit and in truth. You don't just sing really passionately because I love this song. I remember when Jeff Bullock wrote it back in the day. Hashtag nostalgia getting mixed up with the anointing. Right? And what happens is you start to get transformed, but these cycles are designed to be broken. There are spiritual entities that want to keep people... You know, I don't know what it was. The children of Israel should have been in the desert only 40 days tops. 40 years. That was their doing. That was their doing. Isn't this interesting? That if God's children really laid a hold of the word so they could lay a hold of the name, so they could manifest the name, you do a study. Just read the book of Acts. They really struggled. Was it, stop doing these things in, the, in, in his name. In the name of you. What we don't have, okay, he says, silver and gold we do not have, but what we do have, right, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. They, said, they forbade them to preach and teach in that name. But they, the, what opened the name up was the word. Because God's magnified his word, his logos, because he is the logos above his name, if it was at all possible. And when you do that, and this is the thing, is that there are entities, oh, I'll go, I'm just going to go, can I just, can I finish with a bang, right? Is this all right? There are spiritual entities that want to keep us in cycles. One of these, these cycles is connected to like a hydro leviathan type thing. There I said it. I'd have said it because we prayed against it on Monday and a lot of things opened up. Hydra, on a constellation level, is connected to Apollos. Who knows what Apollos is? Might as well just call it by his real name, Apollyon or Abaddon. Okay? You can't break cycles. You can't break that cycle of death. But do you know what's right in there? Dionysus. Who knows what Dionysus is? No? Some people go, I know, but I don't want to say. <laughs> the God of wine, entertainment, a, a, a festival, right? 
So that's what would be one of the things platformed in the Festival Fringe because it's getting filthier every year and they're trying to export it. What happens, those things keep people in cycles they can't break. They can't break. And when we lay a hold of God's word, we break the cycles. See, the Bible is full of the most impossible, improbable things. <laughs> you know, you got Hannah going into the temple. She's praying like, you know, and they're thinking, uh-oh, she's been hanging out with Dionysus. <laughs> and she's so desperate, you pray, and if you give me, I'll give it in Samuel. Same with Elizabeth and Zechariah. Then you have the, 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 the woman with the, uh, who's going to drought, you know. And again, the prophet comes around and goes, all right, you're dying, not good, not good. I want an offering. And he goes, what do you have? Because you go, a little bit of flour, a little bit of oil. And then he says, as soon as she kept presenting the jars, they kept filling up. This is the, see, God's not rational. I want you to get excited. The minute you believe something in your heart, it manifests. This is, this is the work. That's the battle, not the demons. The demons aren't the battle. They might get a bit upset, but you've got to wrestle them, but they're defeated. Don't exalt a defeated foe. Exalt the Lord our God. This is what's so cool. And you'll see the most impossible things happen because that's the journey I'm on, and I've been on it before, but it's going to, we're going to revisit this with a bang because the Lord says, Todd, how many, how many signs do you need? It's time to believe, son. And the believing is like, yes. I believe in God the Father. I believe in Christ the Son. No, 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 no. It's laying a hold of the word so it's alive and it's happened. And it's now. So think of everything you've asked the Lord in the spirit realm. He's already provided for it. But you keep pushing it into the future because you don't believe you have it. But you can't just pretend you have it. You've got to thank God like you have it until your heart actually starts to believe. This is... So who's starting to catch a little bit of what I'm saying? That's the battle. It's the heart. It's the believing. It's not, it's not the, the works and all sorts of stuff. We didn't say, oh, gosh, God, we'd really like someone to manifest curse words behind us to show that you're with us in the hospital. You know, Daryl was with me. I just, all I did was hang out with the Holy Spirit for three weeks when I did a crusade in the Amazon. And I didn't even lay hands on people. And people were supernatural weight loss and cancers dissolving. And it was hectic because I was in the name. That's it. That's it. And so I believe everything is changing quickly. And the upgrades, there's an invitation for upgrades. Okay? But, but I'll tell you what, I want you to... You, 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 I'll finish with this. And again... I want the Lord to breathe on this because we, we, we just turn it into something that's out of little golden books. Pastels and a little kid. No. Jesus says, the kingdom of heaven is like a man took the seed of the word of God and threw it on the soil. And one lot got stolen by the birds of the air, which is the enemy. One went on shallow soil and they received the word with glad- gladness and it started to develop, but the heat of the sun caused it to wither because it had no root or depth in itself. And because of persecution and tribulation because of the word, they forsook it. And then you have the ones who received the word, but it was on thorny soil or with thorns and thistles. And it started to grow up, but all the competing vegetation started to choke it out. And that was the cares of this world. 
the cares of this world. This is why the word is a battle. It's a battle. But not just that. One of the things, one of the things is I've learned to mix it with joy. I mix it with faith. I'm just, I, act like the, I, I think and act like the word's true. I really, really do. I, I, I really do. You know? doesn't mean you're not going to go through some hard times. And I'll just let you know, in case you're wondering, Jesus said, he didn't say that. Jesus said, he said, Peter, or Simon, Satan has tried to sift you like wheat, but I've interceded for you that your faith would not fail. In other words, faith can fail. It doesn't mean that true faith won't, but you know, when you're on the journey of faith, sometimes it'll fail. But you don't go, ah, I've tried faith. No, faith tried you. There's no other way to live. Faith comes by hearing and be hearing by the word of God. Load up on the Logos and you get Rima, just quickened everywhere. And then it says, then there's the, the, the soil that was good and it went on good soil and those with a noble heart cultivated it 30, 60 and 100 fold. This is so cool. And so you got this, you're going, okay, I come to the prophetic church, amazing presence of God here, you know, prophetic teaching, all that stuff. Yeah, but you can't get away from the, the bedrock realities of what our job is and what his job is. He provides the seed we put it in the soil of our heart and cultivate it. And when you make the word your highest priority, it becomes the pathway for the kingdom of heaven to invade your world with impossible. And you start seeing wonderful, counselor, everlasting father, prince of peace, mighty God. And I said, you start to do stuff in Jesus' name. And you, you live in his name and you knew, use the name of Jesus. I, I do all sorts of experiments because I'm a weirdo. <laughs> but I do like this and you're praying times like this, all right, in, in Jesus' name. And I've just been, I've, I've been feeling like, like a coming out of my mouth when I say it. Like I'm feeling it because I'm cultivating it. You know that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Everything. So... To believe the name, we must believe, be in the word. To uh, believe the word, to believe the word, we must be in the word. And what it does, it goes past theology and doctrine, it goes in here. Because that's when you get results. That's when you get results. I am convinced in the Holy Spirit that Australia is going to be saved. I, 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 be I believe it with my I believe it with my heart. I believe the same for New Zealand. I believe it. Okay? And so now what we do is we lay a hold of that and we back engineer it to now. It's exciting. Can we put the pads on, please? It's exciting. I was just saying to someone, you know, usually end of the year, you know, a little bit fatigued. I, I don't feel that at all. I'm just, I'll tell you what. So you go, all right. It's a real easy one, a real easy one. What about time? Okay. Firstly is this. If you were to get in the Word of God more and hold it, then time shortens. It's that simple. But if you're a chronic procrastinator, when's it going to happen? One day. See, the second, do you know what it says? It says, if we pray anything according to His will, He hears us, and if He hears us, we have those things we ask for. And you know what? Like, we, do you know what? We, 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 we don't go through process, and then we get hung up. 
what is this his will you know i mean you know you, this is a mature church i'm not gonna drill down on the 101s with that with that area i want you to think of it like this the second you go all right lord i want healing or i want to be married or i want uh you know to be debt free or blah 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 you rule 101s right the second you ask in heaven it's like yes no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ Jesus and through him we say amen to the glory of God. No matter how many promises God has made, they are yes. And in the spirit that's the case. But it needs the human heart to believe and not doubt to invade this world. So that is where the work is. And if you go after it and do it with a smile, it actually becomes fun. It becomes fun. It's not work. Okay, my goodness. I remember when prayer seemed like such hard work. It doesn't seem like hard work at all. It hasn't for a long time. I think I prayed over you guys a while ago. I'm going to pray over you guys. Can you grab your communion? Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. So while you're doing that, Paul said, I believed, therefore I spoke, and in the same spirit of faith we minister. I don't understand why God set things up the way he has, but just think, your spirit, you know, hang on. That, that. The soul bone's connected to the heart bone. The heart bone's connected to the spirit bone. Spirit bone's connected to the God bone. Right? Spirit of the man is a candle of the Lord. Now, he can speak to your soul. He can speak to your flesh. He can speak to your heart. But generally, God's got a spirit and he speaks to your spirit. Now, God does have a soul. And what happens is that when you ask the Lord something and then you actually can actually lay a hold of what he's shown you and then you hold it through your soul and it drops in your heart or it could be revelation in your spirit and comes in your heart. But it's got to come through the heart. And then Jesus said, if you command the mountain to be uprooted and cast into the sea and if you do not doubt in your heart those things you say will come to pass, you will have whatever you say. So I want you to be so excited that the work that you and I are called to do is to believe. Some people would prefer to scrub toilets with toothbrushes on a bed of nails 80 hours a week than give their heart over to this process with God. I don't know why. Because otherwise people would be doing it. It's, 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 it's a spiritual battle. I'm going to pray with you guys and this is what I'm going to pray. That whatever you're believing for when you take communion now, there's going to be a quickening. It's just that simple. A quickening. A quickening. Hallelujah. Quickening. You know, I don't, I, I'll, never, I'll never graduate from this ever. The things I'm believing for are irrational. But I'm not sitting down there and I've got my Christian calculator off and if we do this and we give that and we divide it by that and if we stand on our head and then we speak in tongues and then we fast. The Lord said, son, I want you to believe. Lord, I just thank you for everyone here. I just thank you for what you're doing in Field of Dreams, what you're doing in Adelaide. I thank you, Lord, for a generation laying a hold of the kingdom of heaven and breaking the cycles. I thank you, Lord God, breaking the Babel cycles, breaking the little horn cycles, breaking the book of Judges cycles. Lord, I thank you in the name of Jesus for a generation laying a hold 
I thank you, Lord, that faith moves your hand, moves your heart. I thank you. You said to him who believes all things are possible. I thank you. With God, nothing will be impossible. I thank you. It actually surpasses and bypasses the cognitive ability to rationalize. I thank you, Lord God, that hope deferred makes the heart sick, but desire fulfilled as a tree of life. In the name of Jesus right now, I thank you for the spirit of faith. I speak it over this congregation. I speak it over this church. The spirit of faith. I thank you for people boldly proclaiming prophetic words, boldly proclaiming your answers, the word of God. By his stripes you are healed. My God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. I thank you for people laying a hold of the power of confession. I thank you for people laying a hold of the power of praise. I thank you for people meditating that if they get it in their heart, Lord God, it manifests. I thank you that you've revealed. Jesus, you said if we do not understand this parable, we will not understand any of the parables of the kingdom of God, and that is the sower and the seed. We thank you, Lord God, that the fight, the battle is the fight of faith. Not to beat demons they are defeated we will not exalt and magnify a fallen foe we thank you in the name of Jesus Jesus you are Lord you have won we thank you everything is already under your feet and we thank you right now that right now you're waiting for your church to believe that you are you're waiting for your church to believe that you've done it you're waiting for your church to believe what your word has said and that we believe in your name so I thank you for the spirit of faith I thank you for its joins with joy Lord I thank you. Faith and joy are great friends. Great friends. And we thank you for that. Bless this communion. And I thank you for a spirit of quickening, quickening over people in the name and the blood of Jesus. Bless it to our bodies. Amen. God. Now, I think the enemy would be terrified of a church that combined the spirit of prophecy with the spirit of faith. I've seen churches that aren't prophetic and they turn it into a mechanical function. Can you imagine combining the spirit of faith and the spirit of prophecy? That's, that's, I'll tell you what right now, this is, this, is, this is what the Lord is speaking to us about. It's so amazing. Inside you is this thing called a heart, and it is, it is more powerful than a nuclear reactor. Because it is the, it's lift up your heads or your gates, your everlasting doors. It is that, it's a portal for heavenly dimensions. And let me say this, it is not even a close fight with the Lord and the devil. He's defeated. He's defeated. Who believes he's defeated? He's defeated. We're not going to magnify him. I don't mind talking about current events and things, but I'm not magnifying them. I get a bit triggery. That's, I reserve that right. Okay? It's okay to be angry a little bit. Then slumbery. All right? Hallelujah. Let me start enjoying football again after I hacked on it last week. All right. All right. Have a, have a safe drive home, guys. And I, I look forward to hearing... The good reports because remember it's not just the information in the Bible, it's actually it's actually that it's taken place in the spirit the minute you speak in Jesus' name.